Hello everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're watching from in the world. Uh, I'd like to introduce you uh, today to a topic about bouncing back from total life wipeout. As we approach the crossroads of our life after 60, it's exciting to know that we have more choices than ever before to utilize our knowledge, our skills, and our experience as we continue to contribute to our world, both personally and professionally. Along with choices, we are incumbent to find joy for ourselves. In fact, to enhance joy and remain optimistic, even when we know there can be setbacks and sometimes total life wipeouts. My guest today believes that building your joy intelligence uh, positively affects all aspects of your life and work. Just a small shift in thinking or something different, a different daily act can change your outlook for the better. I know early in the morning sometimes I need to do that to get out of the funk of, of the morning. So just looking for those small shifts. The most important point, however, is that when you feel more deeply, quietly, significantly joyous inside, you are far more resilient to life's upsets. My guest today believes that building your joy intelligence affects your life and work. Her purpose on this planet is to share joy-enhancing concepts. Vanda shares practical, purposeful, and positive thoughts and actions for you to try on. So I am going to now introduce Vanda North to share her ideas with my esteemed, respected audience of women finding fulfillment after 60. Hello, Vanda. Hey there, Patricia. How are we doing today? Wonderful. You know, uh, we are experiencing spring in the Northern Hemisphere. For those like my cousins in New Zealand, I know you're going into uh, autumn, but uh, this is a day where we're going to learn about how our life uh, wipeout sometimes can teach us uh, some interesting lessons. And so I'm really happy to have you here today. Uh, Vanda, could you please share your wisdom about how to bounce back from a total life wipeout? Thank you, Patricia, for the opportunity to do this, because I'm sure many of the people listening will have gone through partial wipeouts, total wipeouts, sometimes even numerous times wipeouts. And mm -hmm. it's even awful when it's the same one twice. That's really annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope not that. But what I'll do, first of all, is just set the stage and, and then I will talk about what happened. But the most important thing is that I'll talk about the lessons I took from that experience. Mm -hmm. So setting the stage, foundation points in my life at that time were that I had started a company, built it up from a little rented office into offices in America and in England. Um, had lots of people working for me, thousands of people involved with it, offices all over the world as well. And so that was one of my cornerstones. The other cornerstone was a partner that I had. Um, and this person, we shared a life passion and purpose, and, uh, I, and it was a very good partnership. Um, in family, I had a very small family, which was basically just my mum. Um, there just isn't that many people around that are us. And so 
it was quite small but I have what I call my family of choice people oh. these many cases from work um but but people that I put I wanted to have as as family so so that was that so all of those things were kind of the basics of of who I was and what my cornerstones were and so then within a short amount of time uh, the company had an aggressive takeover mm. and it was just right out from under me and the relationships, the people that were relying on me to pay their salaries, the friendships that I'd built up over all those years, um, just completely removed. So that was one thing. Uh, my partner decided that he should have his secretary phone me and say my possessions were at the local hotel. Would I collect them? So that was the end of that. Wow. And my mama um, was getting poorly and uh, shortly thereafterwards died. So suddenly I had this big open space, this, this vacuum. And, and what I say is that a vacuum pull, allows for new things to be pulled in. This expression everyone knows, one door closes and another one opens. So there I was, and I, I also, just to add to everything, I was having a birthday with a zero, my 60th, very appropriate. Yes. And I had had the most fantastic 50th, and I was thinking, oh, what am I going to do for my 60th? So a whole series of things happened in that gap that was now created. Mm -hmm. The first was I was starting to work on writing a book on stress management because I'd realized that everybody was so stressed and I thought they now knew what to do because I'd been teaching that back in 1972. <laughs> but they'd all say to me, yes, yes, Vanda, but I don't have the time. Mm. And so I thought, oh, I've got to come up with something that nobody can look me square in the eyes and say, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So I was working on that and then I got an offer from a publisher and so it then needed to be published and that's a lot of work. So that was that was marvelous. So that cut me nice and busy. Mm -hmm. But then for my 60th, um, a do you remember the throwaway papers? Did you have those there? They used to be, they used to pop through your door. Well, anyway, it's lots of advertisements. Yes. And so I had ripped one out that said, people needed to climb Mount Kilimanjaro uh, to raise money for the local hospital. And I'd ripped it out, put it on my desk, gone off for a month for a tour, as I often like two or three times around the world, and came back, plopped the stuff on the desk, and this little piece of paper drew down onto the floor. So I pick <laughs> it up, climb Kilimanjaro, and I thought, it was right over my birthday. Perfect. Ooh. So I um, thought, right ho, I will do that. So I'm now doing presentations in my hiking boots because I had never hiked. I didn't have boots. I didn't have the kit. I didn't have any of the stuff. So I had to get all of that. So now here I am climbing out Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm. And I don't know if any of your listeners have uh, done that but it's a pretty tough thing to do and and there's some interesting points because one is when you reach the rim you get a silver certificate because you have got to the top but it's a it's a crater and so you've got to go all the way around 
another two and a half hours oh. to get to the highest point and get a gold certificate and want a gold certificate. So at the first uh, rim, two, we were down to four people now just doing it. Two went forward and two stopped. We looked at each other and said, shall we go or shall we not? So the point is about choices. You've always mm -hmm. got these choices all the way through life. And we, we sometimes forget that. I, I'll try and remember to come, come back to that point. So I chose to go on. Um, and then it wasn't, we'd started at 11 o'clock at night. We were now at about five o'clock the next day. Um, I think, right, I'm going to get back down, get into my bunk and that's going to be gorgeous. And no, they said, no, roll up everything, pack up your kit. We have to go for a short walk, another five hours. <laughs> a so, short walk. <laughs> if they told us, I think we would have all just sat down and said, not going, not going. Oh, so, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Not going to do that. Nope. No, nope. no. Can't make me. <laughs> well, uh, they did. And, but, but it was so good because what it taught me, Patricia, was we have got so much more scope, possibility, resilience, bounce back ability. I mean, physically, emotionally, and mentally, spiritually, I was completely, we were all completely wrung out. Yes. And yet we could still keep going. Yeah. And, and that was like, pow, you know, how much more? So it's so easy to think, oh, you know, I think, yep, I better stop when actually you, you could roll on and, and keep on going. So while I was climbing up, I was following this rather cute gentleman's derriere. <laughs> As you do. And you know, after so many days of watching this derriere go in front of me, um, and after having gone through an experience where um, there's no airs and graces. You know, you, your makeup isn't on, you feel awful, you look awful. Uh, there's, there's, there's no barrier, you're raw, you're just your raw self. And so, you know, you've got a basis for a friendship there that is going to last forever. Mm -hmm. And it just happened that, of course, my partner had taken off and his partner had taken off. And so we we just began exploring a friendship and the friendship ended up that I got a husband, which oh was, my goodness. <laughs> I know, I know, was not what I expected. With, with the husband came a complete family. So from going from not having any family, I suddenly had brothers-in-laws and sisters-in-laws and children. Wow. And I mean, the whole it, it came as a complete package, which was really rather wonderful. Yeah, and, and one that you were not accustomed to. No. Your life before was not filled with those amounts of relatives, right? So uh, is this related to your an amazing bounce back from a total wipeout? Well, you know, these are all the things that help. Having friends, having things that you can lose yourself in. I mean, you can't think about anything else other than Kilimanjaro when you're climbing. Or derriers. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that you can very good. Um, and then I was writing this book. And for those listeners who have, have, have written a book, um, the editing stuff, oh my gosh, writing is one thing, but the editing is another. So I really had, so having something you can lose yourself in 
is one of the very important things. Mm -hmm. Having friends, I mean, I was very fortunate with my family of choice and friends who will listen to you over and over again if necessary. Very, very important. And I, I think the other thing is it's so important. You, we were talking earlier about resilience almost being a double-edged sword these days. Yes. And one of the lessons that I came away with was when stuff is awful, it's awful. And don't say, oh, I'm, you know, it's just a little challenging. No, it's a lot more than that. Is it? It is actually awful. And although maybe everyone doesn't need to know, you do need to be real and true and be with the emotions. So if there is anger, if there is sadness, if there is depression, be with them because they're just a different form of energy. And some of the most beautiful music, some of the most amazing pictures have been done when poetry written, when people were feeling that angst in them. So if you have a way of expressing, it's good, rather than trying to take a pill, pretend it isn't there, be with it. Mm -hmm. The key difference, and this is the key difference, is to know that although at the minute you're flat on the ground with your face in the mud, you will get back up. And that's what is important. And that's that, that's that iron bar, I call it, that just kind of runs through and you go, okay, I'm down at the moment, but I can get myself back up again. Mm -hmm. And having that inside of you, even though it might be very teeny, um, it's, it's rather like back to the choices. So even if 95% is awful, 5% might be gorgeous. It, well, not gorgeous, but livable. You are still alive. You are yeah. still breathing. Something yeah. will work. Mm -hmm. You might have the perfect cup of tea. Oh, just the right color and the right temperature. Make it 6% is livable. And now only 94. Mm -hmm. And the more you can stand in the good bit, even if it's only a teeny bit, even if it's only with the teeniest little toe, the more you'll have the strength and the energy to start pushing back and making that bigger and bigger and making the bad smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's again back to choices. It's about mm -hmm. being aware. And what I hear you saying is the choice to acknowledge those little bits of joy uh, where they can grow to be something awesome, right? Yes. Okay. I call it moments of contentment. Oh, I love that. I love yeah, that. I do too. I, oh, you just make me think of some moments of contentment that I've had in my life, and, and they stick with me. They're uh, like um, epiphanies, right? Uh, and, yeah. and you don't realize it at the time, but even as we're speaking about it now, I have this rush of like uh, goosebumps through me when I remember that time of awe. Now, uh, that particular moment of joy ha is many years in the past and there's been many losses and a few life wipeouts since then. But even for me just to reach out or reach into my soul and pull that out again, that, that can take me up. I would say that takes me up about 10 notches, Vanda. So uh, acknowledging those times where, uh, that, that it is tough, but being able to pull something that 
moment of joy and enhance it a little, I, I think that's um, an important thing for us to consider. Is this part of your mind chi work and the difference between stress and strain in any way? Is it is. It, it all ties together very beautifully. And I would just, a couple of comments back to you. One is when you relive something positive like that, parenthesis, it's the same for negative, so don't do it. Oh, but the okay. Power, the power of that flooding you with the, with positive thoughts, with the right kind of feeling, as you said, 10 notches of energy just went up. And you did all of that by just rethinking it in your head. Nothing changed. It was just a thought. Mm -hmm. And so that power of choice and thought and direction, which way are we going to direct the thought is so important. Mm -hmm. And the, the other thing there is about letting the past be past. So after you have gone through whatever it is that you've gone through, pull the lessons, wrap it up nicely and put it on one side. And the only reason that I go back into thinking about it is because I want to share the lessons. And I think if people sort of have something that, oh, okay, well, mine's worse than that or mine isn't as bad as that or, you know, whatever comparison they might mm -hmm. do. Um, but it, it gives them a story to go from so that the lessons that I learned will make more sense. And so that's that's the other. Um, and in Let the Past Be Past, I think we all know some people who drag the past with them. And even though it was a long time ago, they all want to tell you about how awful something was which means, again, they're just putting themselves right back. back in, yeah. And another part of that is to forgive. So even years afterwards, I have people saying, oh, I'm still so angry at so-and-so. And I'd say, oh, no, that's such a shame. And you know, why? Aren't you angry? No, no. I don't choose to give that person power over me now. Or that situation, right? Some Sometimes it's not a person. Sometimes it's a situation. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, we just drag with us sometimes. Yes. And um, it, it, it can, while all can take us up 10 notches, those kind of experiences, reliving those um, moments can pull you down more than 10. Like you can lose your gain, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So it is being aware of the choices. Again, you can choose to forgive and free yourself. Bring more joy right in. That That is just the biggest thing because what are you going to do by not forgiving? You're going to keep all those negative thoughts. You're going to keep anger. You're going to keep upset. I don't want that. So yeah. thank you very much and goodbye to that yeah. most definitely. Yeah. Yes. Now to be um, sort of transparent with our audience, I've had moments like that where, you know, um, some of those... Um, upsetting memories come back and uh you know uh the resentment grows so resentment then sets in and it makes it more difficult for me to recover from that so do, do you have any um words of wisdom on when we find ourselves in a funk like that how we can um i guess take it take ourselves out of it a bit at a time but what is really going to make the difference? Is it the accumulation of the positive thoughts 
or is there some other technique that we can use? Well, that actually leads beautifully into my saying a little bit about mind chi. So the process that we came up with is eight steps. Each step takes one minute. And I will just pull out at, at the very, I've just overview. It's a breath. It's a focus of the brain. It is going past and looking at what were we not so happy about only to learn the lessons. And then it's in that same mm -hmm. last 24 hours, what was I proud of? What did I do well to help build self-confidence? Mm -hmm. Then we look at now and we check our beat, our body, emotions, actions, and thoughts. And then we choose to change them because that's the only chance when you can grab a hold of reality. So if you found that you've got resentment or you mentioned about being grumpy sometimes in the morning, <laughs> the minute you discover that, you have a choice to change. Yeah. The great thing about grumpy, by the way, just a sideways, announce it. You can never be as grumpy after you've told, even if it's the cat or your plant. I don't <laughs> care. Anyone, I'm grumpy today. And then it's like, oh, I can't be <laughs> grumpy as I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think my partner is going to enjoy when he brings me my coffee in bed in the morning, every morning me saying, I'm grumpy. <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, it is. It you is. Start to laugh, and he'll laugh, and then you'll all laugh, and that'll be the beginning and the end of it. Um, <laughs> all right. So you you could choose, and you know, always you hear the great philosophers saying, "Control yourself in the now." And I had mm -hmm. seen very few of well, how to do that, and so that step is based on CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's the, what I call the down and dirty of CBT. And what it really does is to say, this is how you can quickly, and we do it on our fingers, body, emotion, action, and thoughts. How can I quickly check me and choose to change if necessary? So that's one way you can deal with those resentments. The second one is in the last two minutes, we go into the future. And the first of those is to plan. Okay, I roughly know what I have to do for the next uh, 24 hours. Here's the thing we don't think about. How do I want to be for mm. those? Mm. Those things I have to, because we're a human being, not a human doing. So how do I want to be? And this is where you consciously think. So if you know there's a situation coming up where those resentments might quite easily bubble to the surface, how could you think about how would you like to be that would, how can you be like an Aikido, accept the energy and pass it back, pass it away, pass it, pass it somewhere else. So just you can plan your beingness. And the last minute is a minute of gratitude because there's a lot of gathering research that says being aware that we're going to be thinking about what we have to be grateful for every single day. Now this eight minutes is a routine that should be done every day. And then it's exactly like you were saying, the habits, the positive habits build and negative ones will come in, but you have a structure, you have a way of always being able to take and tweak and twiddle and, and have it be positive. So the outcome is what you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, Vanda, where can someone find out more about uh, Mind Chi? Because I think that is so important. Uh, it, it, it's a good segue into introducing Executive Encore segment um, called Every Moment Matters. 
So could you first share a pivotal moment when you recognize what fulfillment looks like for you? And then can you share with our audience how they can reach you and learn more about MindChi? Yes, I will happily do both of those. <clears throat> I think a pivotal moment was crystallized for me very recently. I was being interviewed uh, to become a trustee of an autistic school. And so all the trustees are sitting around for a big serious moment. And someone asked me about, you know, what, what is that kind of thing that really fires you? And, and for a minute I had to stop and think, and then I thought, yes, I know what it is. And it is that I see someone go from maybe a straight face or an unhappy face or a not aware face into suddenly being present and even just slightly joyful. So in the time when we always used to have to sign credit card things, Mm -hmm. My V for the Vanda was a face and I put a smiley face. I do even on the check to my tax person. <laughs> Someone is in a little office, you know, uh, 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 like this looking through and they'll see my little check with a smile on it and they'll go, ah, so it's, it's that, that, so it's constant. And I try to make myself have several of them every day phone conversation, whatever it is, that I just see that I've made someone smile and look a little happier and more joyful than they were previously. Yeah. Knowing that that also will help them to be more resilient and then they'll go on and be nicer to someone else and that, 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 that. So that really works well. And um, my call to action and my way to get in touch with me, um, it's very, very simple. I have a website and it's called Mind chi m-i-n-d-c-h-i name of the book and if you just do the three w's mindchi.com you can go on there and it says what is mindchi and you can download um free everything is free download the overview of those eight steps you can download a 15 minute video of me explaining it you can download pre and post questionnaires so what i suggest is you take the questionnaire do mind chi for 28 days and then take the questionnaire um, and see has it made a difference if it has yes please write me a letter vanda at mind chi yeah. if it hasn't you know try something else because there will be something that suits you better mm -hmm. now all this information plus more uh information for connecting with vanda will be in the show notes and for those of you who are on facebook and youtube and linkedin There'll be information in the description as well. So uh, although Vanda spelled it out exquisitely, uh, you can still get that information um, on social media in the certain in each platform. So thank you very much, Vanda. Uh, before I wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share? I, I just think I would like to go quickly back to moments of contentment because yours was a big one. And somebody might be thinking, well, oof, don't have that. I'd also like to add in equally valid is lots of teeny weeny little ones. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the morning after you've cleaned your teeth, that lovely clean teeth feeling, that's a moment of, of content, of, of uh, happiness for yeah. me. Um, that perfect cup of tea, that smile when you just see a stranger and you walk past each other and you both catch the eye and smile. Yeah. Those are little moments of contentment and yeah. you gather them all together 
and you've got a great bludge of contentment and joy before you know it. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. my little final thought. Mm -hmm. so, so other than a big thank you, Patricia, for the opportunity to share. And I just hope, hope, hope that this has been helpful to somebody out there. It's my pleasure. Even, you know, the brushing the teeth, give yourself a big smile in the mirror, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's just that little bit of joy and, and it's acknowledging that joy. Don't let it pass or that awesome moment. Don't let it pass. Look for them, right? So thank you, Vanda. I really enjoyed our conversation today and I want to thank our audience for being with us as well. And I want to let you know how you can reach me as well. You can join me each week as I interview women like Vanda and other thought leaders about finding fulfillment and joy. Sometimes the topic is about fulfillment after the age of 60. And other times it's a topic about returning to work during and after cancer treatment, which was an example of my big wipeout. And uh, as demonstrated in our conversation today, our ability to share and receive wisdom is crucial to bouncing back after life's wipeouts. So please share your wisdom and please receive the wisdom from other people. Acknowledge it because if we just let it go by, we're letting those awesome moments go by. So if you're interested in being a guest, no matter what your age or gender or your perspective on well-being, please reach out to me. Sometimes our conversations uh, we don't necessarily agree, and it's, it's great to sort of look at some of the words that we use uh, to describe wipeouts and bouncing back and resilience and work-life balance. I've had conversations like that. So please be open to having a great conversation, and, and let's sort of pull these concepts uh, apart. So visit my website at patriciamuir.com. Read my Encore weekly blog at patriciamuir.com. Uh, slash blog and subscribe to my newsletter. Sunday mornings are great for self-care amongst the hundreds of women that sit with their favorite beverage to read my latest insights and on fulfillment on life and work. I often refer to Vanda's insights because her wisdom is critical to maintaining wellness and purpose in our life and our work. Thank you and have a great day. Smile and take advantage of those special moments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.